What's up, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Just Chris Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We have a special guest on the podcast today. It's back to back this week. But before I introduce you guys to the special guest, do you want to give a little update? I'm working on finishing out the video portion of the last episode with Thaddeus Breckenridge. Hopefully, you know, we'll have that done by the end of the weekend. And then in addition to that, I'm working on like a final Olympics recap, which you can look forward to that being out next week. And then, yeah, I think that that's all I have to update. But we're going to jump right into it. I'm super stoked for this guest to be on the podcast. This is actually his first podcast appearance. We've been talking podcasts for years now. And he's always said, you know, I, I, let me get on the podcast. Like I want to be. It's my first time. And, you know, I'm taking the chance here. I'm taking the chance. I have one of you know my favorite mentors I had throughout college, an incredible leader, father figure, an inspiration from Elkins, West Virginia. What else? What more can I say about you, Coach Jared? We have Jared Varner on the other end of the mic. How are you doing today? Man, what an intro, Chris. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm stoked that we're on. I'm stoked that we're finally making it happen. I think I haven't seen you in a long time. It's- I think probably since I was in school in Elkins. It's been a while, yeah, since you graduated, I'd say. So it's been a couple years. In quotes, graduated, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being back up. Uh, we got an email the other day from Coach Rose about homecoming weekend, and I definitely intend on being up there for that. I believe it's the last weekend in September. Last weekend in September, okay. Um, I'll try to be around, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Perfect. There we go. Um, so to continue on your little intro, um, like I said, from Elkins, West Virginia, a West Virginia University graduate, former swimmer, current swim coach, works for the DNR. And Coach Jared, you are, you know, one of the most influential people I had throughout my college career. You really know how to push me to my limits, uh, both in and out of the pool. And you knew how to t- push the team as well, which, you know, I thought you were a great influence on everybody and all of the men's team looked up to you. Dude, thanks. I, I really appreciate that coming from you. Um, I just, I love being a part of the team. Um, I guess a little backstory about how I got involved uh, with D&E. Uh, I, my first year was your freshman year, right? It was, yeah. Okay. But before before we hop into okay, that, you want to okay. kind of introduce, I don't want to jump I'm, ahead, but you want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm messing up already. I'm jumping way It's ahead. all right. Okay, hey, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of you know, old, I'm, you know, probably dad bod figure, you know, for about six, seven years, uh, born in Morgantown, uh, grew up in Elkins, swam in high school, uh, started swimming at like 12 competitively. Uh, something that a lot of people might not know about me is I could not swim until I was nine. So I learned to swim because I was at a pool party at some friend's house. And I was just that kid that was scared to death hanging on the corner of the pool wouldn't go out and all my friends were out there playing i was like man i want to get out there so i forget who it was i think it may have been colin regger an old church buddy uh that lives in buckhannon now he he got me out there in the middle and then three years later summer league elkins otters started here um and elkins uh, the coach called my mom asked her if i wanted to swim the first year i was like nah swimming's for girls i'm not swimming (laughs) so that you know that might be a little sexist of me back then but uh the next year i I swam and i did pretty well so uh i wanted to keep swimming because i did well right Um, so i won't get into all the swim details because i know we're gonna touch on that a little little later so swam in high school went to wvu got invited to be a walk-on at wvu uh, from 2007 to 2010, swam three years there, uh, had a hell of a time, loved it. Uh, got a profession, got my degree in wildlife and fisheries resources. Uh, after college, I did not want to grow up and have a real job like you have now. So come on, man. So I see, I see you doing work. You're, you're, you know, you're doing well for yourself. Steady grinding. Yeah. So I went to do the Disney College program. Uh, for the six months after I graduated college down in Orlando, partied it up, um, came back to West Virginia, started my professional career in 2012, working for private uh, consulting firms, doing environmental work 
uh, permits, surveys, things of that nature for coal mines, gas companies, all that. Um, and then kind of had three different private firms I worked for, uh, working my way back to Elkins, met my wife in 2014 at a bar here in Elkins at Beenders. Shout out Beenders. At Beenders? At, shout out to Beenders. Shout out Beenders. Um, all, all the Deanies kids probably know about Beenders. So, um, was able to buy a house here in 2018, I think. Got married here in Elkins 2019. Started helping out with D&E swimming in 2016. Uh, when I moved back here, I was kind of working remotely. So I got to help coach swimming on the weekends intermittently, 2016 until now. And now in my life, I'm expecting a baby girl in the next month. So that's that's kind of this. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah, well, it wasn't oh supposed to be. I mean, her due date's October 18th, but uh, they're going to have to do a scheduled scheduled C-section. So probably four to five weeks, it's going to be breathing real air. So stuff's yeah. shit's getting real. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know it was coming up that soon. Man, yeah. a lot a lot to unpack here, Coach Jared. Yeah. First thing I, I definitely want to talk about is, you know, your history as a swimmer said your first summer was doing summer team. Um, I went through a very similar experience. And at first, like, I kind of had a very similar opinion to yours. Like, I didn't want to be on the swim team. Like, swim has such such like a uh such a stereotype yeah yeah um and i wanted i wanted wanted nothing to be a part of that um but started swimming at 12 and then you swam high school as well yep i started swimming at 12 um elkin's daughter's a, a lady by the name of kate abney got me on the team uh my mentor in my life john schmidt uh was the coach there he helped me throughout my career up to high school high school coach was kit phillips she was a she's a pretty good coach or swimmer from back in the day and she's a really good coach uh she kind of pushed me um i didn't take swimming too seriously kind of you know i i see myself in you oh, somewhat <laughs> i i mean not that you didn't take it seriously but like your oh no i can i can agree with this your junior year of college i saw like kind of a light bulb come on and you're like you know i only got two more seasons of this maybe i need to start picking it up trying a little harder here and there where i didn't used to in practice so i did that my junior year of high school um the first two years i dicked around it was late for practice <laughs> late for practice and start at four o'clock I'd be over at my girlfriend's house till like 3.57 and fly down the back roads, wrong way back roads <laughs> to try to make it to practice in time. So I didn't really care that much. Um, but, you know, she pushed me through and uh, went to Virginia Tech swim camps, Penn State swim camps, God forbid, pit swim camps, you know, eat shit pit. Oh, um, <laughs> had to throw that in there. Sorry for all you Panther fans. Uh, WVU swim camp. Um, my senior year, I did pretty good at States, uh, 200 free, 100 back. Um, I got second. I never did win a state championship. I got all state second team three times, uh, then got to be invited, invited walk on the WVU the year after they won the Big East championships. Uh, Sergio Lopez called me after States and said, there's a spot for you on the team if you want to be there. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm there. So. That's awesome. I think we we had a very similar high school swimming experience. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really take it all that serious, probably until after my junior year of high school. Up until then, it was kind of just like show up, get the laps in and then be done. Um, yeah. And then senior senior year, like it kind of clicked in my head like, OK, I'm going to school for this. Maybe I should take it a little more serious. Still didn't take it like super serious. Like I was still showing up late to practice. Um, skipping practices here and there yeah and really like i had no excuse for being late because it's a four minute walk from my house to the pool so i lived the closest but always showed up like one of the last people to show up <laughs> um but i really prior prioritized my naps over practice which is understandable and naps are big especially in, huge especially in huge. college i didn't take any naps in high school but college for sure yeah freshman year in between practices all the time naps yeah I, i'd be skipping dinner for naps <laughs> yeah but priorities that's funny it, right and then in high school you got a couple quite a few records is that right yeah are they I, still up there's now? i think i hold still at least six um 
couple of them are relays. I think there was 12 possible at one point. I think I had nine. I sucked at brushstroke. I never had it. Uh, a few got beat really early after I left. Like 100 fly, 50 free. I still have the 200 free, the 100 back, I think. A couple relays. What um, was your two free time? 146. Six, I think it's one forty six something is the high school record there. I think that's the last one that'll stand. But there's a couple kids that swim on rays. You uh, you probably remember I'm coaching them at D and E. Uh, Isaac Anger and mm -hmm. uh, Owen Guthrie. They're both fourteen, and both of those kids swim a fifty second hundred yard freestyle right now. <laughs> so so the, no way. Yeah, my my records will be gone once <laughs> oh they gosh. come through. Yeah, they're they're really good, so it's fun coaching them. So, and then following college, what got you interested in wanting to help out with the college swim team in Elkins? Well, it kind of fell into my lap. Um, Coach Rose kind of reached out to me here in Elkins because I was given some lessons up at D and E. So, when I was telling you 2012 to 2016, I moved down to Beckley and started my professional career in uh, private environmental consulting. I was down there away from nobody I knew. Nobody knew I had a swim background. Like the, the void in my life probably was swimming because from the time I was 12 until I graduated college, swimming was there. So um, when I moved back or started coming here every weekend, I started helping out with Rays, some of the club teams, Otters, um, and giving some kids lesson, private lessons at D&E on Saturdays and Sundays. And I guess Coach Rose was over listening to me give some of these kids lessons. Um, she reached out to my now mother-in-law, I believe, at the school. She knew who I was. She just asked Laurie, you know, who's that guy? What's he doing? She got my contact information, sent me an email, and she's like, would you be interested in helping out a college team? And I was like, I was like a little blown away at first, a little nervous. I was like, I don't know how to coach college kids. I'm like 20, <laughs> 25 years old. I'm only a couple years older than them. But came in one spring, sat down. I think it's 2016, spring of 2016. Sat down. I was like, hey, I work you know, all over West Virginia during the middle of the week. I can't help out in the week. But I'll help out on the weekends when I can in the meets that I can, which you know I wasn't there as much as I could be or much as possible. But when I could on weekends, I showed up and it kind of just bloomed into a, a cool thing. And it's, it's been really fun helping out, volunteering there with Coach Rose and Senator swim teams. Yeah, it was awesome having you on board. When we came in freshman year, uh, they didn't have any assistant coaches like going into the year. And then it was at the first meeting where Coach Rose introduced you and then two other assistant coaches. Um, I think that year, I only saw the one of them maybe like two or three times out of practice. The other yeah. guy didn't see him at all. And then you were there on the weekends and then <laughs> yeah. like the Friday evening practices. Yeah, that's, that's right. I know both of those people. I, I won't throw them under the bus by saying their names, but, but one yeah, of, we won't dox them. <laughs> one of the guys was in my wedding, though, so he didn't show back up. But, you know, life gets busy. Volunteering is kind of hard, you know. Uh, I mean, right. I understand their position, but I, I just love doing it. And it was so fun. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, just being there for the weekends and Friday night practices, like you left a great impact on all the swimmers, like throughout the four years there. And then kind of going back to what you said, where you, you really like kind of saw the light turn on for me, my junior year. That's when like, I really began to take things more serious and like, kind of start to listen more to coach not that I wasn't listening to her but like really putting like the pen to the paper when it came to like specific techniques things like that yeah and Saturday mornings you were over top of us pushing us and yeah. the Saturday morning practices were not easy yeah I well that's the I love to be there when it was really hard because that's like I like to make hard practices I like to you know I didn't Vic Riggs at WVU gets really tough hard practices so those are the ones I like to be at. So it was fun pushing, trying to push you guys and being in the weight room, getting down, doing, you know, some reps with you all side by side every now and then. So, yeah, I think the one memory that stuck with me for a Saturday morning practice, we were doing some type of like team drill or whatever. Like, you, you know how the, like the Saturday mornings went with like a, a specific thing. Yeah. 
And I think it was like we had to swim for a certain amount of time, stop for like five seconds, whatever, then continue swimming. Yeah. And I, I had it together like the first half of practice and it slowly started to go downhill. And in my head, I was like, all right, we're just going to get through this practice. Like, I'm just ready to be done with it. And I get to the wall and you're like in my face. You're like, Chris, I know you can do much better than where you are. Like, just like getting like digging into me. And I remember leaving the wall and I was like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> I'm just ready to be done with practice. But I thought back to that, like throughout like the rest of college. And that, that definitely like definitely pushed me and motivated me like on the Saturday mornings. Yeah. And then, you know, you had to dig into me again on my very last Saturday morning practice. So I went all through college, wasn't late for practice once. Oh, yeah. The, the last Saturday morning practice my college career overslept. Yeah, I and remember that. I, I, never heard, I never heard the end of it from Coach Rose, and I still got it from you. Yeah, I forgot about that until you mentioned it. But yeah, you were like 20 minutes late. I know. I, I looked at the clock, and I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, you almost had 100%, but not perfect. <laughs> seriously right there like gavin beat me out just by the 20 minutes gavin man i'm a sad guy dang hopefully he listens hopefully you're listening out there gavin i think he tunes in then he'll be there for uh homecoming as well all right um, but before we kind of kind of push on through the swimming topic i do want to ask like you know i just stated like some of my fondest memories you know with you coaching over me do you have any memories that stand out or have kind of stuck with you throughout the years a couple, you know, a uh, couple in the weight room, like nothing specific, just getting down and doing some some reps with, you know, you guys. Um, uh, were you there when AT was there still? Was he a freshman when you were a senior? Just, I was. Dude, all, all, well, he was a sophomore when I was a okay. senior. But he came in. Okay. I was a junior his freshman year. Uh, just all the AT conversations are really funny. Sam Taylor's laugh. Oh, my gosh. I, I think – there's so many good things. I can't pinpoint one. Like your freshman year was really good because the senior guys, hopefully nobody, right. nobody takes offense to that. Um, I thought the senior girls were really good that year. The senior guys, I, I, and it was my first year. So I enjoyed like every meet going down to Raleigh for conference was sweet. Driving the bus. Were, were you in my van freshman year? Uh, on the, on the way back. Okay. You weren't there. On the so I had yeah. I had a great time. Or no, on the way there, I was with you guys, and on the way back, you had the senior guys with you. Okay, that's how it was. Yeah, just but sophomore year, we rode with you back. Driving, just driving, everybody was really cool too, and just giving like little pep talks before you get out to go in the conference, being like, you know, I know the people. I could say, well, get your fucking ass in gear, let's go, let's, <laughs> let's go, be right? And then I knew the kids that you couldn't really say that to, so. But yeah, uh, then your graduation, man, kind of emotional, you know, seeing, seeing you grow up over four years and uh, improving in everything you did, getting your 100 brushstroke down almost to where you wanted it to be. So just, just right there, yeah. right? If, if you're watching the video, just right there. If yeah. you're not, it's just like a fingernail away. It's close. You shouldn't have cut your fingernails that year. You would have got it. <laughs> you live and you learn, I guess. Yeah. So, but I, you know, so many good memories along the way, you know, just making uh, relationships like you and I have over swimming, you know, right. Still holding it down. And then I think it's crazy, like how many, uh, like how small of a world it is when it comes to swimming. Like I didn't really realize much about it until I worked down at Texas A&M and I started talking to the assistant coach down there and he's like, oh, I know Jared yeah, Varner. Jason. I was like, wait. I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> yeah. And then I met other people uh, at that camp as well. They're like, oh, I swam with this person. Like I was coached by this person. And then it's just like all clicking together. So it's crazy how small of a world it is when it comes to like just swimming. Yeah, there's a web like of swimming all over the country, all over the world, really. It's like somebody knows somebody that's known somebody and which is really, exactly. really cool. It brings me Pat Snively, the Fairmont State old swim coach is now the AD at D&E. So, no way. So I didn't know if you knew just, that. It all ties back together. Yeah. No, I didn't. So that's kind of big, big moves for, I think it's a positive thing for the D&E swimming teams because the athletic. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah, the athletic director knows how to run a swim program. Not Coach Rose does too, but he understands the financials that go into it. 
yeah it's good to kind of have like that backup when it comes to the swim team yeah yeah so so that's just that made me think of that talking about webs and everything Mm -hmm. connections that's that's crazy to hear uh now you did talk about our trip down to north carolina um which i know it's not not your first trip down to north carolina Uh, a few years ago you came through one summer we we got burgers at one place and then you've been back quite a few times right I've been so my wife's a huge Tar Heels fan. I see that NC State polo you got on, it's looking ugly. I, got, I had to. I had to. I'm sorry, but no, hopefully she's not watching it. No, she, I mean she might watch it after, but uh, she's not here right now. But yeah, I love coming down to North Carolina since we've been dating or together in 2014. We've been down every year except 2020, uh, COVID year. Um, so we we weren't traveling. Well, nobody was really traveling. Uh, no, right. We usually come down and watch a Tar Heels game uh, once, twice a year. We've watched a football game down there. And then, yeah, after a basketball game, we met you and Raleigh. Went out to – I don't remember the name of that place, but that's pretty – Mojo's. Mojo's. That's a good-ass place to eat. Uh, they have super good burgers. Uh, yeah. And you, you met uh, you met the head coach, right? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, NC State. No, for UNC, you've met the Tar Heels head coach, right? I have not. I the NC State oh. coach though that he used to be assistant coach at Virginia Tech, and I met him, Braden, Brandon, Braden. I forget his last name. I'm not sure, but yeah, but no, I never met the UNC head coach. Okay. Oh, you've met WVU. You met Huggins. Oh, you're talking basketball. I thought you were talking swimming. Oh, my yeah, yeah. No, no. Sorry. I'm no, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely remember seeing that photo. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, When you plan on coming back to North Carolina, that's the real question. Well, it would probably be this basketball season if we weren't expecting a child. Um, I don't know how. There aren't kids. I don't know how <laughs> traveling with a four or five month old to chapel hill raleigh area to watch a basketball sporting events going to go probably if we don't make it down this year next year for a game we can you know let the grandparents watch the one-year-old so yeah i'm looking forward to that you got to let me know when you're back in town we'll I will, yeah we'll get burgers again i'll show you other spots in town yeah. um sp- speaking of traveling you just got back from a little trip oh, is that right just got back from a party in Vegas. Oh, here, wait, say that one more time. I just got back from Bachelor in Las Vegas. So, And how was that? It was, I'd never been there. So going at 32, it was kind of real. Um, I can't party like I used to, but I tried. Um, it was amazing. Like, you know, just everywhere, gambling everywhere. Life everywhere, literally this sleeps like people say it was it was unreal i had a great time i was there with seven seven friends um the guy that's getting married was my roommate when i went down to orlando and did the disney college program so he lives in rochester new york so i had to make it for him he 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 was a big player in like my life then um when i moved down there so he We've had a lot of good times, and Vegas was just wild. The pool parties, we saw chain smokers there at a pool party. At, no way. We went to Encore, so they had the pool parties, like 275 bucks to get in, and I was like, oh, man, my bank account's going to be hurting. <laughs> so You went through it. Yeah. You went through with it. And how long were you in Vegas for? So flew in Thursday morning, got there Vegas time, 9 a.m., and left Monday morning, so four days, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Oh wow! Was, I didn't know you were there that long. Four days. It was sweet. All we, you know, all we did was gamble, party. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. Saw DJ Poly D, chain smokers, pool parties. It was insane. <laughs> Dang, that is crazy. Would you go back again? Give me five years. Five years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll go. Got to stack some bread first. Yeah, I'll go back again for sure. So. I think so. I went back in September. But I think I was only there for, I think, two or three days or like two and a half days. Um, but like, I, I had a good time at the at the casinos. That's probably a better uh, amount of time to go. But yeah, the casinos are wild. The, the sports gambling places are wild. It, you know, it's cool. It's a cool place. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. 
And then, you know, we're just going to we're going to keep hitting on traveling because I know you got a ton. You studied abroad as well. I couldn't tell you the name of the school. I looked it up on LinkedIn yesterday. Oh, whoa, looking me um, up on LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn and Facebook. I just had to make sure my facts were right. Um, studied abroad. Where were you and how was that? I studied abroad at Tartu University. It's in Estonia. So it's a Baltic state in Europe, um, just below the Baltic, south of the Baltic Sea. Uh, south of Sweden and just a little to the west of Russia and north of Latvia. Uh, Tartu is the second largest city in Estonia. Um, their capital is Tallinn, and that's where I flew into. Um, and yeah, it was a great time. It was a good experience. Um, I did it the second semester of my third year of college. That's kind of what broke me away from swimming because the coach there didn't like it. That was taking a whole semester off to study abroad. And when I kind of came back, uh, I didn't get back into swimming. I got a job. But anyway, I, I went with my girlfriend at the time. Um, she honestly is the one that wanted me to – well, I don't know if she wanted me to go, but she's the one that pulled me to you know study abroad. I probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for her. So it was a great experience. Got to travel to Latvia, Czech Republic. Greece, Sweden, uh, Norway, um, didn't get to go to Russia or Spain like I, I wanted to, or Germany, England, just ran out of money, you know, as like a 21 year old kid in college, didn't have too much, but it was an awesome mm -hmm. time. The people there are a little bit different. Uh, they kind of don't talk much. Uh, English is the third language there. So they were under like Russian KGB rule until like 1994. So they recently, oh, wow. it had only been, let's see, it had only been like 17 years since they got out from KGB. So really quiet. They only fly their national flag on their Independence Day, which I thought was really strange because everywhere you go in the U.S., you see the American flag. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. So cool tidbit there so we were there during their independence day so it's crazy on that day you see their flag everywhere but then the next day and the next day you don't see it anywhere so it's it's kind of cool i don't know if that's changed in the last 10 years it's been 10 years since i was there um the foods were a little different um people were a little different they they kind of there's no personal space or bubble they'll get like right up on you in line uh at the grocery store or like if you're looking at some milk and they need some milk they'll just like reach their hand like right in front of your oh, wow. right in front of your face to get what you need and just keep going that's the way it was there so they didn't consider it rude um so but it, it was sweet i i enjoyed it were you there for uh fall semester or spring semester spring semester so i flew down february and flew back in uh their semester ended mid-june so it was a little longer than ours here and it started later. So it was like February to June. So it was okay. almost six months. It was like five. And then would you go back? Oh yeah. I want to go back bad. Um it's just, you know, getting airline tickets across the ponds expensive and getting time off work now. So right. someday I wanna go hit it, hit up some spots and go back there, show my wife around. So. Yeah, do you still have your passport? I do. I had to renew it. Um, I got a passport then for, for going over there, but I had to renew it before we went on our honeymoon because it was going to expire. Okay. Where'd you go for that? Went to Cabo in Mexico for uh, a week. That was sweet, an all-inclusive resort. So um, loved it. Uh, you know, Everyone tells you at the airlines, don't buy it, don't fall for these guys that are like, oh, we'll, we'll take you here, here, there for like, you know, 30, 40 bucks. Well, I kind of like played them, ended up going to this, <laughs> this other resort, uh, getting like a, getting a party boat out on like, uh, the ocean for free. If you go show up to this resort and go through their like spill for like two or three hours to try to get you to buy something. So we, uh -huh. we had that. Then we had like a two hour tour to, Hotel California, which was on like, was this at your resort or this was at the other resort? This was at another resort. So we had to like, we <laughs> had to get a, 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 yeah, to finesse it a little. Yeah. We had to get an Uber from where we were staying, going to a fancier resort, listen to their spill to try to get us to buy a condo there. Said no. We got a free bottle of tequila. We got a party boat with all you can eat and drink 
to see uh, the Cabo arches. I forget what the real specific name is. Took us out there. Uh, pictures of that. Got to travel to the west side, like west of Cabo. I forget the name of the town, but visited the Hotel California. And then we got some other kind of package involved there that I forget, but picked that up in the airport and it was great. I'm glad I didn't listen to everybody that told me not to do that. Yeah, it made a good experience out of it. Yeah, I wanted to go marlin fishing when I was there because it's supposed to have the best marlin fishing in the world. But since I was on my honeymoon, that's a little bit busy. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. You can't. Girls aren't big fans of guys fishing, you know. Yeah, not the hard way here and there. Yeah, so the honeymoon I had to give that up. So maybe I'll go back get to do some marlin fishing one day. Have you ever done any type of deep sea fishing? No deep sea fishing ever. Just the the streams, ponds, and lakes here in West Virginia. So you've only fished freshwater. Only fish freshwater. Oh my gosh, Coach Jared! No man, I. You're missing out. Saltwater is different. I know. It's what it'd be way different. I don't know if I'd be yeah. good at it. <laughs> well, just like like shore fishing, like even that, like it's it's much more much more fun than there's like more fun than freshwater just because like you have to stay like you have to keep your attention on it yeah. at all times and then constantly just have your finger on the line and kind of like read where the current's pulling it and differentiate that between what's actually like on your line. Or if it's just the way it's pulling it out. Yeah, that makes sense. What, what do you what do you guys catch there most, or what do you fish for when you go to the ocean? Um, the last time I went, I don't know, like the I don't know what kind of fish we caught. It was just like little, probably like eight inch long fish. Yeah. Um, and then we've caught a couple sharks before, oh, but like sweet. like the same size, like six to eight inches, maybe a foot, and that's crazy. Like the first shark we caught, it was like the first one like I've ever held. And like just like the feeling of it, it's so different. Yeah. It's like unlike okay. any other fish you've ever held. And then last summer when I was at the beach, I caught a I caught a skate. So kind of like a like a stingray. Yeah. And it took like an hour to get that thing in. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. Good, so good we were fight. fishing. Yeah. So we were fishing in the sound, like the sound side, because the place we were staying had a dock right on the sound, like across the street from the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so it's like dock part of like the sound. And then there's like a little island of just like grass. And the other side's like the bigger portion where the water goes through. Yeah. And so I threw my line up like up creek or whatever, uh, like further up Mm -hmm. uh, to get it to pull down. And the moment the skate grabbed onto it, it went behind the island. Oh, shit. And at this point, I have no idea what's on my line. Like, I just know it's pulling like crazy and I can't get it over the island. And like an hour later, after finally just like inch by inch getting it over, like shocked that I think I had like 30, 30 pound test line on it, shocked that it didn't break. Oh, we man. finally get it over and we're just making guesses like, what could it be? Is it like a like a crocodile or like an alligator? <laughs> like we had no idea what like the, the strength that it was putting off. Like I was definitely under the impression it was going to be something big. Yeah. And then we pulled it over, we get it out and it's a skate. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Dang, it was that's the craziest sweet. thing. It definitely, yeah, it, it put up a fight. And then on the underside of it, like you can see the fight that it put up, like yeah. it was pretty beaten up. Dang. That's cool. I've, I've always wanted to go. Never been, never been deep sea fishing or anywhere. It's salt water. So yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. And then we were talking, you know, we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, we talked about Barstool Sports and, you know, we talked about all the podcasts they put up. Like, huge fan of it. I know you're a big fan of them as well or were before Pat McAfee yeah. left. Um, you know, kind of kind of relating that with sports, we have the upcoming fantasy football season. Dude, we do. How are you feeling about this season? Are you getting ready for it? I am getting ready. I, as you know... Most people probably don't know, but you know, I, I love fantasy football. Well, I love all fantasy sports. I'm in two baseball leagues right now. I I was in four, but uh, I've already done three, three to four fantasy mock drafts on Yahoo. I've already done a draft this last Sunday. I'm in like a dynasty keeper league, I guess you could say. Okay. It's a two quarterback league. Um, and it's, you can keep 12 of your 16 rostered uh, spots. So each year has kind of turned into like the first round and then there's four rounds of the draft. 
which all your rookies go early. Like Lawrence went first this year. You know, the quarterbacks go quick. Like the top five rookie quarterbacks went. Especially a two-quarterback league. Yeah, so quarterbacks go big. So we already had that draft, and I, I love that league. That's my This is my fourth year in that league. So I got Dak and Big Ben and Tua as my quarterbacks. Okay. There. Do you have any, any pointers for, you know, people to look out for in the draft because i have mine coming up on monday man let's see what standard ppr you know one quarter ppr ppr so the quarterback well i guess ppr doesn't matter we're for doing quarterbacks. one quarterback one quarterback uh, one quarterback league okay well I, I don't know if he's much of a sleeper but i like justin herbert because last year he did well i think i did have him last year for a little bit i think he's only gonna get get better um, I think Carson Wentz, they're talking now, his injury might not last as long. I think in Indy, he could he could be big. I think Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, some of these young guys, Tua, which, you know, one quarterback league, you can hold out and wait on these quarterbacks till round, right. round 10, 9, get some good value there. But, you know, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Rodgers, Wilson, they're going to be your top be your top dogs i'd say mahomes and allen and dak jackson i hate to say it i'm a steelers fan i hate the ravens but jackson will be pretty good okay i got the i got the second pick of the draft second you gotta go running back running back i have to i just Um, heard that story i was listening to the podcast where you did since you were the winner you got to pick the how the draft goes and you did your little financial game and until the last three days you were in last and you got up and got first and then you're like, yes, screw you. I don't want the first pick. I'm going to take this second. I had pick. to put the pressure on him. Yeah, <laughs> had to put the pressure on him. But, you know, I do owe quite a bit to you uh, for recent fantasy seasons because I, I don't keep up with NFL. Like the only time I check into the app is set my lineup on Sunday morning. And then, you know, I get the notification whether or not I won. Um, but I remember quite a few Dude. times I'd reach out to you like, is this trade worth it? Like. Am I getting screwed here? What are you thinking? Dude, you're like texting me as a sophomore in college. You're like, okay, is this a good trade? Who do I start here? Like, like you had two toss-ups of wide receivers. I think I only steered you wrong a couple times. But, yeah, last year, man, I was hitting the nail on the head every time. I started to watch. I'd be like, give you, I'd give you the recommendations of what I thought you should do. And then I'd keep tabs on how they did that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it paid off. You know, I'm – I don't know if you can see here. Wait, let me turn the camera. Oh, you got a trophy, man. That's, that's a, the trophy. That's a nice. That is the trophy. It's a nice big trophy. Dude, I. Yeah. So it's getting passed around our league. We've been doing it since our freshman year of college. We, we've had the league. Nice. You put names, engraved names on it, the year and everything. Sure do. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm in one league that's like that. All the rest are, you know, they just keep the history within ESPN or Yahoo. No trophies. So. Okay. And then you got any any predicted outcomes for the season? Wh- which way you think the the teams are heading this year? You got any guesses on Super Bowl yet? Well, Tom, or is it too early? It's not too early. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's always hard to rule out. Being a you know born and raised a Steelers fan, I hated Tom in New England. But after you saw what he did his first year in Tampa last year, and saw what Bill Belichick did with Cam Newton. Clearly, Tom's good, and I respect the hell out of what he does. So, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucks, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, I got to give my Steelers some love. They got Najee Harris. They got a running back now. So, uh, let's see. AFC side, Bill, Bills are good. Josh Allen's coming. They got good run, wide receivers. The running back situation between Moss and Singletary, that's a backfield you don't want to touch in fantasy, by the way. Um, Little, little. Hey, wait, let me let me grab my pen and paper. Who are those people again? <laughs> Zach Moss and Singletary. I forget his first right. name. But yeah, don't grab those guys. No taken. Maybe maybe the fantasy football guys on ESPN can get me on their pod one day. But I don't know. I I figure it'll be Chiefs and mm, Chiefs and Packers. I think pa- I think it's going to be Packers and Tampa in the NFC title game. They were in it last year, weren't they? Right. Yeah, I think so. Thanks. I think it'll be. I think, I think it'll be Rogers his last year in Green Bay. He's going to try to get there, and he'll play the Chiefs. I think. I think Mahomes will win it again. That offense has just got too much firepower. 
They do. I made uh it was two or three years ago, I made a bet with Matt Finn. Oh he yeah, told me, Matt. He I think he said the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl this year. Like I'm putting money on it. And so we bet twenty dollars on it. Come come playoffs, Bucks were nowhere near it. Yeah. And so he was like, let's hold off this twenty dollars and let's move it on to the next year. Next year, same outcome. Can you still hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear me. Yep, sure can. Okay. Same same outcome, and then the year that we didn't bet on it last year, the Bucks won. I did a bet like that with the commissioner. He's a Ravens fan of that two quarterback league that I was talking about. We mm -hmm. we bet whoever would finish higher in the AFC North standings would pay the person's next year dues. So two years in a row, I I did the bet, and I had to pay his because the Ravens. And then last year, the Steelers won the division, finished ahead, and I didn't make the bet. So. Very similar to your Matt, Matt's yeah, bet. So we're, we're doing double or nothing for this coming season. Okay. Well, so hopefully, you know, I can finally get my money. <laughs> yeah. Make, yeah. Make some gains, man. Yeah, really. Um, let's see what else have I got in mind. Um, you know, last thing that I do want to hit on, then maybe we can kind of just like chit chat a little bit before my camera dies. You're about to be a dad soon, coach Jared. Dude, I am. And so, very exciting. Um, so I, I made this topic specifically for that. So we're just going to stick some dad topics right now. All right. Um, you know, first question I have, how have you been prepping for this uh, upcoming role? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of easy come, easy go type of guy. I don't like prep for a lot of things. I try not to get nervous, stress about things. I did some classes. Um, I've had some offers to change some other kids' diapers because I've never changed a diaper. I've turned those. Okay. I've turned those down. I'm just going to get smart move. I'm just going to go all in <laughs> when I have to go all in. Um, right. I'm a little nervous. You know, it's a girl, so like first 13 years as far as like keeping dudes away is going to be fine. But I'm. I think I'm. I'm more nervous about the years 13 through 22 than I am the first three years. But. You know, my wife's a preschool teacher. You know, she's really good with kids. I'm hoping she'll help me along the way, learn so I can help her. Um, as long as the baby comes out healthy, that's all I care about. And we can get home. I know I'm going to lose sleep. We both like sleep a lot, so we're both going to lose some sleep the first few mo oh. few months. So Right. Um, we got, you know, a good uh, circle around us. My parents live here. Her parents live here. Her grandparents live here her sister or my brother-in-law, you know, all live close within 15 minutes. So if we need, okay. if we need any help, we got help. You know, we had a baby shower this past weekend and man, if anybody we know is listening, thank you so much. We got, we got everything we need and more. Um, so I don't know. I just heard it. Everything comes natural as being a parent. So I'm, right. I'm just going to try to let it do its thing. So Think you're gonna make a, a great dad coach jared thanks man now next thing one of my favorite questions i wrote for this episode okay describe your ideal dad outfit now typically when you think of a dad outfit it's new balances cargo shorts apollo and a visor what do you got in mind what's gonna be your go-to well, outfit well when i when i think about that i, I think the sperry's with the no socks you gotta have the, okay. You gotta have, okay. You gotta have the, Heat already. You gotta have the Browns fairies, even though I know that's in with some of you younger kids, or it used to be. I think I've seen you with some sperries on the DNA. Yeah, I wore sperries today. Okay. Well, I, I just picture that, and then I picture the short shorts, like uh, maybe a brown Columbia up above the knees. You know, kind of okay, five to seven inch inseam. Yeah, and then kind of just a, a button up Hawaiian shirt, man. With, with oh my god coach jared you're gonna be the man yeah you are gonna be the man with a big stogie you know right here <laughs> oh my gosh that's a that's a great dad outfit yeah you know the, i was definitely impressed with what you had there I, I was expecting something else i was expecting you know cargo shorts and maybe the new balances but no you're you're stepping up with the sperry's the short shorts the whole nice line. little polo i'll have the i'll have the bucket hat too there we go yeah I got two of those already, but yeah. Okay, so doing some more prepping for that. Yeah. Now, another thing I, that comes with being a dad. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I got the dad bod down already, so. 
knocking all the checks. <laughs> yeah, the dad bod's been there for a while. <laughs> Again, prepping early. Um, next thing, you know, it comes with being dad are the dad sayings. So something like after you finish tying something to the car, you say, yep, that's not going anywhere. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones. Um, but, you know, do you have any dad sayings that you're looking forward to saying? Um, well, listen to your mom. You know, I've been thinking I'm going to have to say go that. Go ask your mother. Yeah, go ask your mother. Or your mother said, you know, because happy wife, happy happy life. That, you know, that's going to come once they get older. But then, uh, right. did you do your homework? Have you taken a bath? Brushed your teeth? You know, all those things that my parents said to me as I was growing up. Take out the trash. Turn off the lights. All that, all that good stuff I've been thinking about. So. Just stand in the mirror, practice saying them. <laughs> yeah, being being nice and stern. I want I won't be as stern. I think I would have been more stern if I had a boy first, because she's a girl. She's gonna be like a little princess, so I can't really yell at her. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's funny. All great sayings. You you know you got to live by those now. Now that they're set in stone. Oh yeah. Yep. Got to stay true to it. You've been working on cutting grass early Sunday mornings. Yes, Sunday. I haven't cut grass on Sunday in a while, but it's going to have to be on Sunday once the baby gets here. You know all about that grass cutting, man. I do. I I know it all too well. Actually, I got Lawn Mowing Simulator, a computer game the other day. No shit. So I've been playing that, and I'm telling you, like, it couldn't be more realistic. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting in the seat of the lawnmower cutting the grass. And, you know... How many, oh, go ahead. how many yards are you cutting this summer? Did you get most of that away? A lot of them are gone. Yeah. Um, you know, at one time, like I said in a previous podcast, I believe I had like 30 to 40 yards. Yeah, I remember you I, saying I that. I was cooking. You were making and it. And then I, I was like, I, I could have just kept doing that and made dough. Um, but after or once I left for college, I drop it down maybe five to ten, uh, get back home in the in the spring, pick it back up. But since I got home after, in quotes, again, graduating, um, I've only just kept a couple yards that I keep up with. Um, so it's an easy, like, 150 bucks in my pocket every week. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I'm not even complaining about it. There you go. Yeah. Just But, you know, training young, I'm ready to, ready to take on that role and only, only look after the lawnmower, you know. Yeah. You started in what, like, fourth grade, fifth grade? fifth grade and your mom shout out to your mom she told you how to do those lines i remember that podcast exactly exactly um and you know i think i've been prepping for this dad outfit as well i've been wearing new balances since maybe like ninth grade all right Um, hopped on the trend early people gave me a lot of shit for wearing new balances like oh those are dad shoes i'm like yeah yeah and i rock them so you do i get doing that the hawaiian shirts the bucket hats I gave you some shit over the New Balance. You want to know what other shoes or dad shoes are the Skechers with the big ass heels, like two inch. They got the two inch in the back, <laughs> or the Air, the Nike Air Monarchs. Yeah, yeah, the classics. Now those are the classic dad shoes. Yeah, I might have to get a pair of those. I don't have those. Yeah, they're not too expensive. Yeah, I'll start a GoFundMe for people just sending. Hey, anyone out there listening? I'll give you my address. You can send me all the dad shoes you want. An Amazon dad <laughs> wish list. Yeah. That's great. And then the last thing I have for you, Coach Jared, tell me your best dad joke. Let me hear it. Oh, man. Uh, what? Which bear is the most condescending? I don't know which one. A panda. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I got. It's corny. Great dad joke. Man. Great dad joke. I'll tell you who you could probably learn some good dad jokes from is AT. AT probably knows a ton of dad jokes. AT has dad jokes for days, and he doesn't look at them as dad jokes. He just looks at them as jokes. And jokes they're, they're yeah. classic dad jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, any any stupid one, yeah. <laughs> any stupid jokes, good dad joke, right? The, yeah, the, the more stupid, the better, I guess. Oh, that's that's the best one I got. A panda bear. I like that one. And, to, yeah, you got to go panda. panda. Really, really put emphasis on the end. Condescending there. You think, you think AT listens to this podcast? 
I'm not sure. I, I've told him about it. He's called me here and there, and I, I tell him that you know I got a podcast going in now, and he's asked for it a couple times. Uh, I'm not sure if he's followed through with listening, but AC, I hope you're listening to this episode. I'm gonna tell him Coach Jared's on, so he's gonna have to tune in. He's gonna have to download it. He's gonna have to listen. I know this. He, he got his name dropped a few times in this episode. Shout out to AT. AT, yeah, he's been in here four or five times. Austin Pilato should be in here. We'll min- I'll drop his name. <laughs> got a name drop Austin. I'm, I'm actually golfing with Colton this weekend. We're at Colton, man. Uh, it, Wilson Country Club Wilson Co- down here in North Carolina. He lives right outside of ECU in Greenville. Oh, he does. He moved from Nebraska. I thought he was living in Nebraska. Mm-mm. No, they're out here now. When did he move? Um, maybe like a little over like a month and a half ago, maybe. Okay, nice. That's awesome. I'll have to link up with you and have to when I'm down there in Raleigh. Did you see where Austin, Zade, and Swank were in New Orleans? Uh, there's a weekend I was in Vegas and okay. they were down there. You don't have Snap, you do have Snapchat. I do have Snapchat. Okay, so you saw all their stories and stuff. Yeah, Zade got his first tattoo. Oh, yeah, he did on his calf, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or like around his ankle, maybe. Nice. I don't know what it was, but I remember seeing the pictures. But yeah, I think quite a few of them are coming to homecoming weekend, too. Damn. So you got to make an appearance. If they're there, I'm going to have to try to be there. Some of them made my wedding, you know, so we'll, uh, I haven't seen them since then. So I want to I see them. They're, they're a good crew. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm stoked to stoked to link up with all them again. But Coach Jared, you know, the time has come. We're going to finish out this episode. Um, I think my timing's perfect because my camera battery is always like right at the end when we when we close it out. All right. But for your first podcast appearance, Coach Jared, I give you a 10 out of 10. I think you're ready to step onto the Yak podcast or any other man. Barstool podcast. I think you do very well on there. Thanks, man. But I, I think I'm going to just... I appreciate you... Oh, go ahead. I'm just going to leave it to being your guest whenever you want me on. Say less. I'll reach out to you. But again, Coach Jared, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your insight, talking about your history as a swimmer, sharing some travel things, and then finally topping it off with a dad joke and a couple couple things on how you're prepping for it. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And then uh, been exciting watching you do these 33 episodes and seeing your podcast game grow. And I hope it grows to you know joe rogan status man one day (laughs) i'm a manifest for it yeah so so that's funny but all right coach jared again i appreciate it you take care keep me in the loop with stuff and i look forward to seeing you soon thanks you too chris appreciate it